And one thing about this song that I really, really enjoy is the emphasis on, you know, the living aspect of it. A lot of times I think we can have this feeling of hope, but it's almost like, maybe just from my personal experience, it's almost like hope is so forced sometimes. Like you really have to force that thing. But when you have, I guess, that knowledge that it's just like living, Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Mosaic Campus Church Podcast. We are kicking off um, our Sing Me a Song series. This is one that we've been doing for quite some time now, um, and we got so much engagement in it, so much um, response from people that we figured we'd bring it back once again. Uh, the format will be a little bit different this time around. What we are doing is instead of me uh, talking about a song or me doing one-on-one with one of our worship leaders, uh, I got all of our worship leaders together in a room. Um, well, most of them. Some of them couldn't make it, unfortunately. Um, and just heard from all of their perspectives on each individual song. So the recordings went over so well. Uh, There's some great uh, content there. They had some great wisdom on each of these songs that are very familiar to what we sing at Mosaic. Um, and so um, in the next few episodes, who you'll hear from are our worship leaders, uh, Emily Party. Jacob Cole, Lauren Payne, Sarah Watkins, and as well our current uh, worship coordinator at Mosaic, Alyssa Watkins as well. Uh, There's a couple others who couldn't make it for these recordings, but we're hoping to get them in now later in the semester. Uh, But hope you enjoy this talk today. We chatted about Living Hope, um, which is obviously a very familiar song to many. Um, I think I say it in the podcast at some point. um, You could stream any about 20 churches uh, in Newfoundland on a Sunday morning, and I'm sure at least one of them are singing this song. This song is so receptive um, and well-liked. So they give some great perspectives, some great um, wisdom on this song. So hope you enjoy, um, and uh, yeah, we'll see you soon. So we're going to chat about Living Hope first. Um, just some background about this song, because there's actually some things that I found out about Living Hope that I had no idea about that I found pretty interesting. Um So it's written by Phil Wickham, uh, and it was written in 2018, which is actually a little bit crazy to believe that this song is four years old. Um, It feels like it was only just written, but anyway, that's besides the point. Um, It was number 10 on U.S. Christian songs list. Uh, It won a GMA recorded song of the year in 2019. So it's this like very popular song. But what I didn't realize, and this is like very 2022, well 2018 I guess you could say but um very now in the day we're living in is this song was completely written over text messaging um so you guys might have heard this before so I think it was it was (laughs) Phil Wickham and Brian Johnson were writing it and all the writing happened through text messaging which is absolutely insane to me but um I'm also old um and that I find that very hard but anyway so that's pretty interesting, though, and pretty cool at the same time. Um, but my first question with this song for you guys is, it, this song is obviously so popular uh, within every kind of church setting. Uh, guaranteed, if you stream 10 different church services in Newfoundland on a Sunday morning, at least one of them is probably going to have this in their worship set, right? It's, it's very well received, very well liked, and like very much played and played and played. So I'm wondering what you why you guys think that is is it because the music's so great the lyrics are great um is there something else that makes people really drawn to this song in particular uh, like i put it on a level of like a song like agnes day like everybody loves 
that kind of song, right? But as soon as the Living Hope gets played, everybody really immediately engages in it. So what do you guys think? Why is that? The thing that stands out to me first, just like something that I always really liked about it, is it's almost like the verses have like this narrative of where it's telling a story and then the chorus kind of breaks up that um, story in a way by having this moment of just praise and worship and adoration for what that previous story just told. So that's something that I really like about it is like, it almost like tells the story of Jesus and God and what he does. And then we take a minute to praise him for that. And then we move on to the next thing and take a minute to praise him for that. And um, that's just something that I really like and is probably why it is received so well. And also just the fact that it's repetitive and it's, chorus and very simple and easy to sing along to so and very powerful to say the least so yeah 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 absolutely anyone else um i think that it's pretty popular too just because of like the nature in which it was written so like brian had this idea during like a spontaneous worship moment so obviously like during that moment it's pretty intense like it's a message that he felt like came from God and that kind of thing. But it's also based on Brian's book, like when God becomes real, which was like his journey through like anxiety and depression and that kind of thing. So I think it's a pretty relatable song for people, especially at this day and age, because it says lines like then through our darkness, like your loving kindness tore through the shadows of our soul. soul. So like tearing through that depression and anxiety that people are feeling um, and that kind of thing too. Yeah, there's this, there's this like beautiful journey the song goes on of, it, it almost starts in this like stage of being in this like separation, which I, I mean, this is probably why the song is still so popular because we're all experiencing that right now in the pandemic where we're separated from so many things that were so familiar and so important to us. And then it journeys to this kind of, I don't know, this change of having a new life because of Christ, right? And um, so that we had that separation be, like between us and God, but because of Christ, we have this new living hope. And it's this, it is this beautiful journey that, like like Alyssa said, and even Emily said, it, it, it really resonates with anybody, especially right now, because we all have these moments of separation in life, right? And so a song that's going to help us kind of be encouraged through that, for sure. Anyone else got any other thoughts on that? Why this is so well-received, well-liked? I don't want to add to what you said a little bit there, if that's okay. Yeah. Um, just talking about like, especially right now in a time when like everything is so uncertain. I think one of the things that you hear someone who's leading worship say most often is like in the middle of a song, they'll say, declare this over your circumstance. And I think everybody in the room has a different circumstance. And I think that's what's so great about this song is that, you know, you can have hope when you're in a place of darkness, but you can have also have hope when you're in a place of light as well. And so I think it's just really applicable to everybody's circumstance in everybody's life, no matter if you're going through a dark stage or no matter if you're like on the top of the mountain, you know, you're in the valley, you can really sing it over every circumstance that you have. And I think that's really powerful because, you know, a lot of songs they talk about, I guess they're more, like more focused on specific events in your life, maybe like anxiety, depression, that kind of thing, loss, like, or you have like more like the genre of songs where it's just like praise and being thankful. But I really think that this song touches kind of all the areas because you can have hope in all of those areas in your life. And so I think it's just so, it resonates with everybody in the room rather than kind of touching the hearts of certain individuals, you know? Yeah, absolutely. For sure. 
Yeah, definitely. No, that's good. That that's excellent. Uh, the next question, which I mean, we've kind of touched on it, but um, I like to ask this question about every song whenever we do these talks because I, I find so often we get in worship settings and you guys might not experience this as much because as worship leaders, you're figuring out what the main messages of songs are. At, like you're probably being a little more intentional in figuring that out, but anyone who's just showing up for church to take it in and be a part, a lot of times I find we can just show up and not actually, we can sing a full song, but not actually take in what the song is talking about. And what is, what is even the message of what I just sang for five minutes or in some churches, maybe 10 minutes over and over and over. Right. Um, so if you were to sum this song, Living Hope, up in like 10 words or less, what would you say the main message is? This might be 13 or 14 words, I'll apologize in advance. <laughs> I think the main message like comes out of like the verse that it was written about, which was like 1 Peter 1 and 3. So praise be to God and Father of our Lord Christ Jesus. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. But I think like that really important, like he's our living hope, like it's alive, like um, is like really the main message of it. Like um, he was saying like his book is about like the anxiety and depression and that's where like the whole hope thing came out. He really felt like it was a time in his life where he needed that hope. So the main message was just like to go through the song and like Emily said, like it's a narrative kind of thing. And then at the end, it's like, your very body began to breathe like that symbolism of like he's still here living like he's still our hope today this isn't like something that happened in the past like it's super applicable to where we are now absolutely oh, that's good anyone else want to add to that yeah can you guys hear me okay first yep okay perfect yeah i think the, the thing i really like about this song you know it's very real it acknowledges that you know, we all have struggles and we all, you know, had a sin problem that, that needed someone to, you know, come and save us. And it, it, it acknowledges, you know, that we were sinners and we needed someone to essentially come be our hope. And it talks about how Jesus came and, and was that for us. And, you know, by, by his death and resurrection, uh, he basically paid the price for that. And all that packed into one song, I think, even to touch on the last question, I think that's why it's, it's such a well-received song. But I think that's also the message is the full story of the gospel, not just, you know, Jesus died for us, but there was a reason that he needed to. And, and we still can come to him today. Uh, and we still have that hope today. Like Alyssa said, it's, it's not a hope that was in the past and it's here and gone, but he's, it's still here today. Yeah, absolutely. And your, your point about uh, like mentioning the reason why Jesus had to save us, I think it's so important. And there's another song we're going to look at. I can't remember which one it is, but like one of the, the struggles I had with it was it talked about all these truths, which is great, but it doesn't explain why we need those. So anyone who doesn't have any kind of, you know, church background or is new learning might be reading the song that says, oh yeah, you're saved by his blood, but okay, why, why, why did that need to happen? And this song communicates that so perfectly of, you know, there was this separation and this is how you know it was removed right so i think that's a really good point for sure anything else on the message of it i watched like the behind the song thing for a lot of these you know like the when the authors authors explain why they wrote it and one thing that phil wickham said that really kind of just like stuck with me 
was that God has rescued us from a place that we could have never rescued ourselves. Our future was death. We were destined for darkness, but Jesus came and brought life into our souls and lives. And one thing about this song that I really, really enjoy is the emphasis on, you know, the living aspect of it. A lot of the times I think we can have this feeling of hope, but it's almost like, just from my personal experience, it's almost like hope is so forced sometimes. Like you really have to force that feeling. But when you have... I guess that knowledge that it's just like living inside of you. I looked up like the meaning of two words, living and hope, obviously living means something that's like alive. It's breathing. It has life, you know, (laughs) but hope is a feeling of acceptance and desire for a certain thing to happen. And I think when you have that feeling, it's one thing to say, it's like, okay, I'm hopeful. But when that hope is alive in you, I think it's such a powerful thing to come to understand that like, you know, something is so present in your life that it is alive it has life it has it has breath really and I think that's a really important part of the song is that Jesus is that living hope he's alive in us and he's able to help us overcome our things or he's able to you know help us through our situations and I think that just really resonates with a lot of people and it resonates with me and I think like when I sing this song in an atmosphere of worship that's one of like the main things that I really get from it is that Jesus is so so vast and so powerful he's alive in us and that hope is alive in us as well Hmm. you explain sorry i'm put you on spot sarah can you explain to me uh just because i'm intrigued but what do you mean when you say forced hope like i think a lot of times like and i'm just i don't know if anybody else has this experience i'm just kind of speaking from my own personal experience here weighing in on my thoughts but um I think sometimes like when you're in a position where you're in disparity or, you know, like you're, you're having a tough situation. It's a lot of times you really have to force that feeling of hope when you don't actually feel, you know, I know, I, I know for myself, especially during COVID right now, like I go, I sometimes I feel like I'm going just day to day, just kind of trying to like scrape by like another day, sit down to my computer, do my school, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Same thing over and over again. It just feels so repetitive. And it's like, man, when am I ever going to get out of here? And it's like, I, I think it's in this song. Um, out of the darkness, your loving kindness. That really sticks out to me because, you know, everyone says like, there's a light at the end of the tunnel, that kind of thing. And I think that's so symbolic of just Jesus. He is like the light at the end of the tunnel. You know what I mean? So out of the darkness, your loving kindness. I envision that when I read that or when I sing it, it's just out of the darkness, like your loving kindness. It's almost like a hug. It just wraps you up and it, it brings you out of that, that spot of darkness. And so I think when I say that like hope sometimes feels so forced, it's because you have to force it, you know, or I have to force it to feel like I can get through my next phase of life. Mm-hmm. But I think when I really turn, I, when I really turn my, my problems and my situations over to God in a way, it kind of just feels like that doesn't have to be forced anymore. You know what I mean? Like, instead of me feeling like, okay, I have to do this alone. I have to force myself to feel hope. When I really hone in on the fact that Jesus is my living hope, it doesn't feel forced. It's just takes a weight off of your shoulders. I don't know if I'm communicating this effectively or not, if you understand what I'm saying, but you know, it's all, it doesn't have to feel forced at that point. It's almost like Jesus takes that weight and he does it for you. And you can trust in the fact that he is the hope that you want to feel, you know? Yeah. Like when you, try and take on your life on your own like that hope can feel so like out of reach and unattainable and that like living aspect of it is just so like he's like living here like he's like with you like it's 
reach it's attainable like that kind of thing yeah and 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 this is the space we can live in daily is in that hope right and not having to feel like it's out of reach because by choosing follow jesus and believe in him you know we live in that automatically right and no that's really good i really appreciate that point um so the last question on this and you may not have an answer for this but um is there any like complexities that you have with the song is there a line you're like oh i don't know how i feel about that one um i would probably change that it it may be even if it's it comes down to like the composition of it you would is it too repetitive is it you know would you change the bridge is there anything that you that you struggle with with this song Okay, one concept that I don't think I've ever really fully understood <laughs> until I've gone into this was the whole like lion and the lamb thing. Like if I was a new believer, like coming into a church setting, <laughs> I'm sorry, I just like, um, like, I'm not sure if I would really understand that. <laughs> We've had conversations at our supper table about the lion and the lamb. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure I fully understand it yet. But like there's parts of it where it's like out of the silence, like the roaring lion, like and now like when he explained it, like he died as a lamb, like rose as a, a lion and his roar is like our resurrection too, kind of thing, like into like new things for ourselves, like out of that darkness that we were in and into the new one. But if I was like a new believer, like coming into a church and they're talking about like death has lost its grip on me, like out of the darkness, like tearing through the shadows of my soul like I would start being like what is going on here like <laughs> this yeah. is a bit odd like <laughs> yeah but absolutely. Like, I think the overall message of the song like brings it together but like just for me like there are certain metaphors in it that like if I wasn't in church or didn't grow up up in that like I wouldn't necessarily understand it I don't think